So I want to continue to uh, with our East-West dialogue. I am uh, at the moment drawing from a book by Mortimer Edler uh, called The Great Treasury of Western Thought. Um, there are it is a compendium of many, many quotes from Western philosophy and literature and so on over, uh, over the last few thousand years. And it has categorized these uh, quotes in 127 different topics. So I'll be speaking on some of them. And uh, today I want to begin with charity and mercy. The main, the main text quoted in this section take their departure from the message of the Gospels that God is love and from the precepts of chariot, charity enunciated by Jesus Christ, that one should love God with all one's heart and all one's soul and one's neighbor as oneself. The quotations from Christian theologians, apologists and poets constitute an extended commentary on the love that is an obligation for those who follow the teachings of Christ. Augustine and Aquinas particularly show how fundamental and far-reaching the precepts of charity are and explain why of the three theological virtues, faith, hope, and charity, <clears throat> the greatest is charity. One impulse of charity, uh, too often followed, to obscure more important aspects of it, uh, involves care or concern for the relief of the needy or suffering. We have therefore included passages that praise or recommend almsgiving. We also have including texts that extol mercy and recommend forgiveness to temper strict justice. These two reflect um, as examples of charity in a theological or religious sense, whether Jewish or Christian. But you have not included here passages that dwell on the benevolent impulses at the heart of friendship when pagan or later writers who treat such love approach it entirely from a secular and not religious view, a religious point of view. 
Okay, uh, where shall I begin? It's all very biblical, which is um, not the most interesting dialogue, I think. But yes, henceforth is the kingdom of heaven likened to a certain king, which would take account of his servants. And when he began to reckon, one was brought into him, which owed him 10,000 talents, but as for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and children and all that he had and pay but to be made. Uh, but then uh, that servant therefore fell down and worshipped him saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion. Yeah, that's the, um, in other words, uh, the attitude of a person is very important. Here we had, a per here we had someone who had, who owed a large debt. Hmm. And it was not in a position to pay. And, uh, but it showed that uh, the attitude uh, is very important. He took a very humble attitude and he just, uh, and he committed that he would pay, but he, he just humbly asked for time to pay. And because of his humble attitude, he, uh, he generated mercy. <clears throat> In the Chaitanya Charitamrita, there also is a situation. And it's about Gopinath Patanaika. And Gopinath Patanaika, he also, he was a tax collector for the government. But he, uh, and he was supposed to, he could keep some, and some had to be given to the government. But he kept a bit more than he was supposed to, and he was uh, defaulting in the amount he had to give to the government. So he still owed an amount to the government. And uh, so then at one point, uh, one of the princes, of the king of, of Maharaj Prataparuda, actually, one of the princes was uh, volunteered to inquire about the debt. So the king said yes, and he inquired, and he just uh, and basically uh, asked him to pay the debt. So then Gopinath Patanaika, he didn't have money at the time, but he had some very, very valuable horses. So he said, well, please take these horses 
at their proper value and, and let that, you know, settle the debt. Okay? And then the, the prince sort of estimated the value of the horses very low. So then Gopinath Patanaika became upset. And then Gopinath Patanaika said, look, these are very good horses. And, and they don't have any problem with their necks. Now the prince himself, he had some awkward, awkward habit or by throwing his neck backwards. Uh, and uh, so when Gopinath, like sort of in a sarcastic, hidden way referred to that, then the prince took like great offense, refused to take the horses and basically decided, said that this, uh, he refuses to pay. So he arranged for him to be put on the changa. The changa was a, a raised platform and below it, in front of it, there were upraised swords in the ground. And they would just push a person off this platform onto the swords. So uh, an intense execution platform. So uh, people were intervening with uh, uh, going to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and saying, oh, Gopinath is like, he is Ramananda Rai's brother. He's been put on the changa. They're going to kill him. Well, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, like, well, this is a worldly matter about owing a debt. I mean, what do I as a sannyasi have to do with it? He should pay his debts. Right? That is, is, is how it is. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu emphasized that Gopinath should pay his debt. But anyway, when it was found out by the king what was going on, that the prince had arranged all this, and then the king found out that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had been informed and so on, and then the king waived the debt and this and that, and, 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 and gave Gopinath even a bigger, bigger share and so on, and settled up the whole matter and, and saved him from the changa. Um, because of his connection with, uh, with a devotee, um, with a great pure devotee, Ramananda Roy, in his connection with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But otherwise, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was not pleased. So Vaishnavas are not above mundane morality. That is a fact. Uh, uh, and the attitude of humility is very important. Uh, So then the, uh, the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence. And he laid hand on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, paying, and besought him saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And he would not, but went and cast him into prison, 
till the debt till should be paid. So when his fellow servant what was done, they were very sorry and came and told their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that, he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all thy debt, but because thou desirest me. Shouldest not thou have also had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth, and delivered him to the tormentors, till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly fathers do also unto you, if you from your heart forgive not every one of his brother their trespasses. Mm. Yes. So forgiveness, uh, ksama, is also found in the, uh, as, well, as a Vaishnav quality. Um, yes, we must forgive. Uh, not blindly forgive, but when there's the proper attitude, uh, we see here also the forgiveness is not just blind forgiveness. There's forgiveness because there's a proper attitude of repentance and humility and a desire to make up what is due. Mm. So uh, in that way, uh, then we can forgive. But if someone is just uh, behaving in a, in a bestial way, uh, so if someone is not to be corrected and is cruel and is, um, is, is, is incorrigible, then we will not forgive. Uh, yes, then that person deserves to be punished. Still, he deserves mercy also. Yes, we'll give some spiritual mercy, but not that he will be absolved from all, all punishment. Uh, yes. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was a hungered, and you gave, gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee uh, an hungered, and fed thee, O thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, or clothed thee? And when saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee. And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, you have done it unto me. Matthew 25, 34, 40. Yes. Mm. Well, so, this biblical approach of, uh, of, of taking, of providing the needy um, is, is also there in, in a Vedic context. Um, the Vedic context, the social responsibility uh, to care for others is also there. The householders, uh, 
are meant to be charitable. And, uh, but charity is not first given to the poor. Uh, food must be for, provided to all. Clothes must be provided to all. Some shelter must be provided to all. But uh, charity will also be given according to a person's spiritual status. The more a person is dedicated to the Lord, the more will be given to him. So kings or rulers are meant to provide for all. There are kings, there are zamindars, there are landholders, right? And they must provide for the people. But they will provide most to the Brahmins. They will provide most to those who are pre uh, representing uh, spiritual culture. Like a Brahmin, they may offer him some villages. Uh, and this Brahmin then can, in, this, in these villages, um, develop a very strong spiritual culture. We see that kings would invite villages of Brahmanas. Uh, there was also a strong connection between the Brahmanas and the kings because the Brahmanas would support the kings. If the king was righteous and protecting the Brahmanas and following the instructions of the Brahmanas, then the Brahmanas would be uh, adding to the authority of the king uh, because they were with the king. And then the citizens were not only facing the king alone, but they were facing the king and the Brahmanas together. So in this way, the authority of the king became much stronger in the association of Brahmanas. But all had to be proper. Uh, the Brahmanas had to be proper, dedicated to the teachings of scriptures and uphold them and instruct the king to manage his kingdom accordingly, according to spiritual standards. The king then had to do so. And then the citizens would respect the king because he was a pious religious king who protected the Brahmanas and so on. So in that way, uh, spiritual knowledge was disseminated. Sudras would be living in simple dwellings, uh, simple dress and simple, uh, simple means of livelihood, but were to, maintain, were to be maintained. Oh. But when a sudra who did not have uh, many, uh, who didn't have sense control, who was uh, inclined towards sinful activities, when a sudra would be given money, he would misuse it. And he might drink or smoke or do whatever, uh, attend, go to prostitutes. Therefore, uh, so the sudra should not be given a lot of wealth. The, the sudra should just live simple and the sudra, but properly provided for, not in, in, uh, in poverty. And one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, and perceiving that he had answered them all, answered them well, asked him, what is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, the first commandment is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord, of, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. 
This is the first commandment. Yes, we should live, we should love the Supreme Lord. Um, uh, be, the Supreme Lord is the uh, is the provider of everything, and His aim is good, and therefore, and but our aim may not be good. Therefore, there is also a difficulty in this world. Um, but the Lord desires that each living being returns to the spiritual world, which is all good and all blissful. And the Lord offers in this material world a path, a path of goodness. And by walking that path of, of spiritual goodness, transcendental goodness, um, the pangs of material existence are minimized and we are becoming, uh, uh, and we are under the protection of the Supreme Lord. Um, of course, some material uh, difficulties will always be there. The influence of time remains, old age, birth, death, old age and disease will remain for all creatures in this world. However, all that can be minimized and, and even death can become a uh, favorable matter. Like in the case of Dhruva Maharaj, we see that Dhruva Maharaj, he stepped, uh, he stepped on the head of death. Um, and in the, by using death, to turn towards the Supreme Lord. And if at the time of death, we can turn to the Supreme Lord with an open heart and with love, yes, then death becomes a stepping stone to, uh, to eternal, an eternal life in the spiritual world. Yes. Uh, and in order to attain that, one has to practice throughout life. So there is a matter of practice, of spiritual uh, principles, and uh, a, a process of awakening that love for the Supreme Lord. Uh, the first commandment may be that one shall love the Lord, thy God, with all thy heart. But how is the question? Uh, one cannot just love the Lord like that. One can only love the Lord after uh, one has learned, one has developed and awakened the capacity to love in the first place. A living being in the material world is always conditioned. <laughs> so the living being in this world is always um, under the condition of lust and envy. So to come to love is not possible by a mental adjustment. To really come to love means we must be purified, purified from lust and purified from envy. Therefore, we must practice devotional service and we must uh, practice to externally act in a loving way then by hearing about the Supreme Personality of Godhead and serving the Supreme Personality of Godhead, 
we can gradually have a change of heart. And then Nietzsche said that Krishna Prem Sadhikabunai Sravanadi Sudhichitakari Udai, then our loving propensity can be reawakened. Then it's possible. And the second, talking about the commandments, and the second is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is no other commandment greater than this. Mark 12, 28, 31. So to love thy neighbor as thyself, which is such a central theme in Christianity. Um, yes, uh, in the Bhagavad Gita, we find a description of Savasya Prabhavo Matasavam Pravartate Itimata Bhajante Mam Buddha Bhava Samanvitaha. I am the origin of all spiritual and material worlds. And one uh, who, uh, and the wise person who understands, mm -hmm. he worships me with love. Mm. Then, see, the Prabhupada explains. And he explains that the living entity, uh, uh, the Lord, is the origin of everything. The Lord is the origin of the material and the spiritual worlds. So it means we are not only loving the Lord alone, but we also love the creation of the Lord. Hmm? So we're also loving, uh, we're loving the uh, yeah, the creation of the Lord. Prophet said, if you if you uh, love body, you also love finger. So, if the creation is also the creation of the Lord, so that's also to be loved, and that includes all living beings. And so the Lord is Bhaktaram Yagitapasam Sarvaloka Maheshwaram Suridam Sarvabhutinam. He is the supreme enjoyer. He is, you know, Bhaktaram Yagitapasam. He is Sarvaloka Maheshwaram. He is the controller of all the, uh, all locations of all the planets. Suridam uh, Sarvabhutinam. He is the friend and well-wisher of all living beings. And in this way, uh, he is. Uh, so the devotee also is, naturally. Suridam Sarvadeinam. The well-wish of all living beings. So that's the injunction of the, of the Gita. It also says, Udvegana Diva, that one should not cause any anxiety. Um, so, uh, Another point is this, where it is said in the Bhagavatam in relation to Bali Maharaj, it is mentioned that uh, Bali Maharaj says that when an enemy comes to your door, you must treat him in such a way that he will forget that he is your enemy. Um, so we can, we can see that the uh, Vedic culture also includes uh, not only uh, 
not only to to love God and to be oblivious to mankind, but rather to to be the well-wisher of all living beings, not only mankind, but also all other living creatures, including animals, plants, and so on. So then we did come to the point of discussing being a vegetarian. And uh, yes, that may be there, uh, where we're saying, well, Krishna says, first of all, he says, Yakyasistasinu santo muchante sarvakilbisai, that one should take only yakyasista, only that for food, one should only eat what has been offered in sacrifice to the Lord. Uh, if we are not eating that, um, then uh, if we're not eating that, then uh, that is not so, uh, then there are sinful reactions. Yeah. Then it says in Krishna, Patram puspam phalam tuyam yomi bhakti piyachiti tatam bhakti uparitam. Uh, so it is stated that uh, one should take Krishna, you can only offer a flower, a leaf, some water, a fruit, and these kind of things, the vegetarian items. So then if we eat only remnants of sacrifice, then we can eat only that which Krishna accepts, which means a vegetarian diet. And in such case, the uh, we're not killing any animals, and as far as plants is concerned, whatever plant is offered to Krishna is attaining so many so many blessings through that, and is spiritually uplifted right, by that offering. Um, some say even attain uh, the pure uh, the pure spiritual platform may become a a, a great devotee hmm. and uh, attain the spiritual world so the uh, the mercy uh, once we take prasadam Yes, then really are we karma-free. Otherwise, even a vegetarian is still killing and therefore still entangled in karmic reactions. So being a vegetarian is not good enough. One must take yagyasista, remnants of prasadam. So thou shalt love their neighbor goes a bit further than just uh, our human beings, but... Suridam uh, Sarvadeinam, to be the well-wisher of all embodied beings. That is Vaishnava. Okay, let's read this. Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives, and early in the morning he came again in the temple, and all the people came unto him, and he sat down and taught them. And the scribes and Pharisees brought to him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, 
They say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. What sayest thou? This they said, tempting him, that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down, and with his finger wrote on the ground, as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone. And the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw no but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Had no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Hmm. Yes, we can forgive. Uh, we can forgive. That is that is that is uh, necessary uh, because adultery is has become uh, something that's a way of life. Uh, free relationships are now uh, not condemned uh, with the the. You know, like uh, or whatever maybe. In some cases, they may be condemned still. Uh, but whatever it is, uh, uh, sinful activities can be forgiven, but sin no more. And the example in the. Uh, in the pastimes of Lord Chaitanya is, of course, Jagai and Madai. Because Jagai and Madai, they were, uh, they were the uh, most fallen personalities. They were originally known as Madhavananda and Jagadananda, and they were Brahmins by birth, but they became so degraded they drank, they fought, they murdered, they raped, they set they, they arson houses on fire. Uh, what not? Uh, what not? So many sinful activities were committed by Jagai and Madai. And it is described that uh, Chitragupta, who is the scribe of, uh, of Yamaraj, he had many assistants, and all these scribes were exhausted, and many messengers were running to, inf to just bring news to, to the scribes that, again, so many more sinful activities performed, and the messengers would fall exhausted by the wayside. Uh, it is described. But when Jagai and Madai, uh, first Jagai, surrendered. Then Jagai, uh, and then later Madai also, then all their sinful activities were forgiven. 
and written off. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, sin no more. Sin no more. Yes. So we can, can see again how there is, uh, is a parallel uh, between uh, the biblical knowledge and, and Vaishnav knowledge. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am becoming a sounding brass or as a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith and so that I can remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profits me nothing. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity uh, mm, envious not. Charity uh, vaunted not itself. It is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own. It's not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. Rejoice not in a quiety but rejoices in the truth. Mm. Yeah, so charity um, and giving to the poor, yes. Uh, but charity, what is charity? Um, giving to the poor. So if we give we discussed earlier on about people who, who had no control over their senses, low-class people. And if they would be given wealth, they would just abuse that wealth by becoming intoxicated or, uh, or other degraded activities. Therefore, um, such persons, uh, they should be provided for. They should not suffer from hunger. They should not suffer from want of, of suitable accommodation. They should, uh, yes, they should live and, and uh, should be provided for with decent, a decent way of life. But not that they should be given uh, uh, given wealth. So, you know, like, it is interesting because today um, I was looking at the, uh, at, at some of the history of the Netherlands. And in the history of the Netherlands, there were, uh, there were swamps that were drying up, and there they had uh, a particular type of earth called peat, right, or turf. And this peat or turf is, uh, it's, uh, is, is a type of fuel, and it was used as a fuel for heating and so on. And it's like compressed 
earth with branches, this, that. It's like uh, it burns quite apparently quite well. So this was used for heating and uh, the peath laborers or the turf laborers, they were very poor and they lived in very basic huts which were made. Uh, they would cut uh, slices from earth with grass right? and use that as a roof. Yes. And then live in, in huts like that. And they would make an A-frame on the ground and then dig below the earth so that there would be uh, a house. And, uh, okay, would heat with open fire inside and cook on open fire inside and have some sort of... Uh, some at some chimney or in other cases the smoke would have to come out of the door. Anyway, it was a very, uh, that was definitely a very simple uh, way of life, very poor and people were eating potatoes and, and, uh, and, and with some vinegar and some mustard to give it some taste and uh, it said, but all this caused the, uh, their children, uh, their their glands were swelling up and their bellies were like uh, hard from uh, and, and from blown up and hard from from all from this kind of food. So that's uh, also didn't sound so good. There were uh, yeah, it was a very uh, it was a rough rough way of life and of course in the world today um, we find still people in great poverty living in shanty towns and living in townships and living in informal settlements as it is sometimes called and uh, there are so many people way beyond the poverty line and living in abominable conditions and uh, and and all that uh, should uh, be dealt with, and the kings uh, must be charitable. The governments must uh, provide and redistribute wealth for this purpose. Right? But at the same time, uh, decent and and simple. And that is the uh, Vedic standard. Um, in Vedic standard, uh, the main thing is not just to help the poor, but to make sure that the poor are provided for and that there is, but that spiritual culture is given, given the prominence in society and the prominent care. The brahmanas, that money is spent on, on, on places of worship, that money is spent to worship the Lord. And not only the poor, but not that all the money is spent on, on, on places of worship and the poor can starve. That's not the idea. No. The poor may not starve. The poor should be fed. 
the poor should be housed and the poor should be dressed and, and, and cared for. So in this way, I think there's a little bit more finesse in the, uh, in, in, in the Vedic understanding. A society where spiritual, um, spiritual values are to be placed in the center and are to be given attention. But then we see also in Christian culture, we see huge cathedrals, we see that, that indeed there was so much has been, wealth has been given to the church and, and so on. But then the church also had the responsibility to, uh, to provide for people. After all, society must be based on, on compassion. Um, compassion is the foundation of, of, of social life. Without compassion, uh, no one is, uh, is purchased. Compassion is what purchases. Uh, a society must be based on goodwill. A society must be based on giving. Society must, be, must not be based on taking. Uh, by giving, we create goodwill. And there where there is goodwill, there is a society where people start to cooperate. Uh, but when there's no goodwill, yeah, then, then we also uh, don't want to... Uh, don't want to deal with, uh, with people. If we are poor and we see that the rich just sit on their wealth and are just enjoying, oh, yes, then what? Uh, they say about Marie Antoinette that she lived in Versailles in great, great opulence. And that they said, the people are starving. They have no bread. And that Marie Antoinette apparently said, let them have cake. Uh, and then, yes, then we get the French Revolution. Uh, then we get the uprisings. Um, so the people have to be provided for. Yeah. No exploitation. But kings who are charitable and who are caring and providing for people. Um, but then we see like, you know, like uh, then they, uh, they made in, the, in my country uh, where there were people living in, in, in huts and very simple dwellings at the, uh, at the beginning of the 20th century. Uh, then they made laws and people were, were given better housing yeah, by the government, uh, small, but, you know, but clean and, you know, little housing. And I see similar things happening in South Africa. Then, and then, uh, so, then gradually poverty is sort of uh, not existing in that way anymore. Uh, 
But yeah, there are still people who who, uh, who will fall into poverty, who have no money, who struggle. Then you get a social system uh, in a welfare society where people are cared for and this and that. And then that is considered the ideal. And then our whole ideal society runs on, on the basis of economy. We're all getting a, a, a society where we built up the economy and we eagerly share in the wealth and everyone is cared for it and we get like some sort of socialistic welfare state. Uh, but what's the use of that without spiritual, spiritual life? Without spiritual life, without the worship of the Supreme Lord in the center, uh, all that will just uh, all that nice social welfare arrangement will just harbor sinful activities. So there's no gain. The first and foremost duty is to turn men around from sinful activities to a life of God consciousness. And then we'll structure a society around that. Uh, and then, according to uh, people's piety, we'll give more facility, and to people less pious, less facility, but everyone is getting facility. That is the model of the Bhagavad Gita. All right, thank you very much. Uh, Today, our East-West dialogue became uh, a dialogue between uh, the, uh, the Bible and the Bhagavad Gita. Hmm. Thank you so much. And we'll carry on and have more of this East-West dialogue over the next few days. Hare Krishna. Srila Prabhupada Kijaya.